Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And get ready for some more sports talk as we are talking Week 12 in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pearson. Joining me today is Bill Needles. How the heck are you, Bill? I am most excellent, thank you. All right. And rounding up the trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How are you, Craig? Doing well. I'm excited to talk about what should be an interesting weekend. Heck yeah. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I love this time. It's uh, American Thanksgiving. I mean, we're all from Kenyatta up here, but uh, I got to say, I like American Thanksgiving a lot better. It's just the football puts it over the top for me. Um, Well, we had a pretty mid-week... 11 uh we, we, there, there were some hard ones in there miami didn't really come through for us uh detroit win survivor good lord did detroit ever pull that one out of their butts uh to keep us alive what you guys didn't know the lines were gonna win the whole time i did <laughs> no i i like for me i pretty i was like i i was messaging i was to me it was a bit and let, let's let's keep the christmas theme going to me it was basically like the bit in uh the Jim Carrey Grinch movie when he first starts up the sled and it like takes off on him and he and Jim Carrey's just you know screaming like I'm gonna die I'm gonna die <laughs> and then and then he levels out and he just kind of goes like whoo almost lost my cool there for a second <laughs> and that was basically that was basically how I felt but stretched out over two and a half hours where I'm like how could we be doing this second week in a row defense is trash we don't know how to defend a mobile QB. Fields is making 40-yard touchdown bombs on second and 20. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Uh, uh, friggin' Goff with two of the worst interceptions you've ever seen. He had three interceptions. One of them probably should have been a penalty on because Sam Laporta just got bodied in the middle of his route. But the other two were just like, what the hell does he see? He threw it like directly to uh, a Bears yeah, linebacker. Yeah, what did you think was going to happen there? Was I, 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 I like Bill was yeah. over at my place watching. I think that's what I said as we saw the pick being thrown live. How did you think that was going to go? Yeah, the, the other two were, were just dreadful. And then the fumble on the, on the, on the kickoff, it was, just, it was all there uh, for, for the Bears to, to get the upset. But uh, Eberflus, for whatever reason, on, uh, on fourth and, and one, when the Lions couldn't stop any play that they called that put uh, Justin Fields in motion, uh, he just didn't. Decided not to go for it. Didn't go for the kill shot. Kicked the field goal and went up by 12 when three was basically just as good as zero there. And, uh, well, hopefully he learned his Yeah, lesson. there wasn't a big difference between nine and 12 at that point, was there? No, sure wasn't. I mean, I guess it means the, the Lions had to score two touchdowns, but they still needed two scores yeah, either way, right? Yeah, goal, but still, like, yeah. It was, yeah. Anyway, it was just... Yeah. It, it, was it was poor, poor yeah. Extremely portrays. It's not what Dan Campbell would have done. Uh, but that segues nicely into the Thursday games. And like we said, it's American Thanksgiving down south. So they've got three games on Thursday. The first of which is my beloved Detroit Lions, 8-2, and two, have the Green Bay Packers coming into town uh, to take on the Lions. And the Lions are a minus 7.5 point favorite, which we can get into that in a second. Now, as a skeptical Lions fan, if you've been listening to this podcast over the, uh, you know, the length of this season... You know, I was skeptical before the season about how this would go. And there were certain checkpoints that I think I wanted to see the Lions hit. Um, one was looking good in the in the, in the the season opener, which was a tough one against the defending Super Bowl champions, a game that they won, so obviously they passed that test. Um, test number two along this ride was bouncing back after 
you know, kind of a shouldn't happen loss at home to the uh, Seattle uh, Seahawks. And they bounced back nicely from that one, won a couple in a row after that. Uh, and then, you know, the next checkpoint was kind of, uh, what are they going to do after they got completely bodied by the, uh, by the Baltimore Ravens on the road? Uh, and you know, they, they bounced back nicely. Uh, the defense hasn't looked great over the last two weeks. Um, there was another milestone that they checked last week in the bears game, which was not giving up when they weren't playing their best against a bad team and doing what, you know, good and sort of great teams do, which is when you don't have your best, but you're still playing a bad team. Can you just pull the game out of your ass? And when the other team tries to hand it back to you, and they did. This one right here, this Packers game on Thursday, is a big checkpoint for me. And perhaps one of the biggest. Because most of my life has been spent hearing uh, about why do we have to watch the Detroit Lions every Thanksgiving? Can we get them off of here? Blah, blah, blah. They're terrible to watch every year. And, you know, for the most part, that's been true. Uh, but it still kind of sucks that the Lions are the one who invented it, uh, and or at least as a team, and I kind of have to hear this. So this is a big one. The Detroit Lions are a favorite for the first time in forever, and not only are they a favorite, but they're a touchdown and a, and a half-point favorite here against the Green Bay Packers. I need this game. I need it to be a whooping. I need this game to absolutely be a whooping. I need the Lions to not only cover, but I I, I need a checkpoint for me is them. I, I need to see them embarrass the Green Bay Packers. Um, now, that's just me well, as a fan. They did that at Lambeau Field already. Yeah, and that's um, true. And the Packers will not have Aaron Jones in this game. That's They'll not have one. Luke Musgrave in this game. I think the Packers yeah, are going to have a hard time. Kidney laceration or something for him? Ooh, that sounded bad. Whatever yep. it was. Ooh, get well soon on that one. I mean, I, that's that was that sounded grisly when I read that. Um this, uh, th- as far as gambling, gambling wise goes for this one, Thanksgiving, for whatever reason, goes very chalk all the time. Basically, there's two rules you want to follow on Thanksgiving. And the two rules are go chalk and fade the Cowboys. Those are the two rules. And I'm staring at these lines, gentlemen, and I don't think that, uh, Thanksgiving 2023 is going to be any exception. Uh, I'm on the Detroit Lions. I think they had their, I think that Bears game, and I, I mentioned this to you guys last week, I thought it was going to be a bit of a look ahead. Kind of looked like it was. The offense wasn't exactly crisp, but they got it done when when the other team decided to be like, here, take this. That was a game that I've seen the Lions, I've seen the Lions lose that in that fashion most of my life. I would say I've seen them watch them do that Dozens and dozens of times in my life where it's like they were the bad team. They got all the turnovers. They should have won the game, but then just managed to piss it away at the end. Uh, so it was nice to be on the other side of that for a change. Um, but I'm laying the seven and a half with the Lions. I, th- I think they take it to the Packers, who also uh, kind of were the, you know, like uh, Love made some throws in that uh, Chargers game, but who doesn't make throws against the Chargers? But the Chargers... Classic Chargers fashion. They beat themselves in that game. So many drops. Keenan Allen dropped a touchdown. Uh, Quinton Johnson dropped a touchdown. And, and he's he's looking like he's going to be uh, out of the league before it even starts. It's 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 bad looking. Um, so the Packers it's, were a little uh, bit lucky I, I, I want to wait a little bit on Johnson. but uh, Fair. Yeah, it's, it's not a good time for the Packers. <laughs> no, sure isn't. Uh, I'm laying the 7.5 with the Lions. Billy, what do you think? 
I feel so often I'm on the Lions and you're going the other side. Now it feels weird to switch, but I, I feel <laughs> points in a division game. I know Green Bay's look bad, and I know Detroit has looked fantastic, other than, let's be honest, a pretty mid-game last week. For sure. I, I still think this is too many points um, for Detroit. I, I think that Green Bay should find a way to keep this close. Uh, so I, I'm going with the points in Green Bay. But Detroit... Out right win for sure. Back door will be open for sure. Uh, Craig, uh, early tiebreaker for you, sir. Lions one of my five. I Ooh. think this Packers team is not very good, uh, and I think that they're just going to get their clocks cleaned here this week by uh, by Detroit. And the Lions are going to come out. They're going to be ready to go. They're going to take this game seriously, and they're going to win by a whole lot, just like they did at Lambeau earlier this season. Uh, I, I do want to note that I, I texted you earlier this week when we were talking about the, the Thanksgiving lines and every game was at least a touchdown. I'm like, imagine if I like, you know, got hopped in the time machine and, and said to you, oh, yeah, the Lions are playing the Packers on Thanksgiving and every game is a seven point spread. You would kind of roll your eyes and grumble and mm-hmm. said, yeah, sounds about right. But then I would say the Lions are eight and two and they're favored by seven and a half points. <laughs> You may yeah, have been well, surprised in that moment. <laughs> yeah, what an age we live in. Yeah, it, I believe, I think it was 2006, they started doing three games on Thanksgiving, and this will be the first time that, and I, I think, I was surprised the Niners went to uh, the full seven, but I guess they had to do it. Um, so, I, I... You can't you can't make it the full, yeah, it has to be the full touchdown of Drew Locke playing quarterback for the, for the Seahawks. That's true. Is that official? Is that official now? Like, it was... It, it, was... it just looks that way. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's what it is. So, yeah, we've got we've got the Lions laying seven and a half. Uh, Craig and I are on that. Bills taking the points. Back door will be open for Bill. So, uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, next up, the Washington Commanders head into Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Uh, Washington come off of losing uh, a game to a hey, Tommy DeVito over here. Uh, just great stuff. Um, Cowboys put a whooping on the Panthers. So both teams with uh, a big road victory. Uh, Cowboys with a big road victory. I think this is a classic. I mean, I gave away what I'm going to do because rule number two of rule number two of uh, Thanksgiving Day is fade the Cowboys. And here you have the Commanders who lost by 20 or more going up against the Cowboys who won by 20 or more. That's another spot where you, that's another gambling adage that tells you you want to take the Commanders. It's a divisional matchup, so yeah, let's take the Commanders and the Cowboys in Dak's tenure have not only been horrible at winning on Thanksgiving, but they've also been terrible against the spread. Uh, and this line keeps going in the way I want it to go. So I'm, I'm, and it is currently Dallas minus 13 and a half gentlemen. I'm all over the commanders. I like the commanders when it was 11 and it keeps going the other way. So um, I, my, what I would say for this is I'm waiting. Cause you know, if you wait a little bit, there's going to yeah. be all the Thanksgiving action. The Cowboys are a public team. You wait on this. You might get the two. Well, no, I don't think there's any mind about it. You'll get the two full touchdowns, right? Yeah, absolutely. But like I, it keeps going the, in, in the direction that I think is what I'm calling my direction, I guess, which is the commander's side, which normally you hate. But in this, I'm like, I think this is just all, a lot of public driven bets. So I'm, I'm yeah. on the commanders and they were dangerously close to being one of my five, but I'm going to have a decent amount of scratch on, on the commanders this week. It sounds like you're agreeing with me there, Craig. Yeah, no, no, I uh, I think the Commanders are one of my five too. I just this will be close enough. Like Dallas will probably win the game, but this is going to be close enough that uh, yeah. And and again, I would uh, I I would try to see if you can find the fourteen mm-hmm. if that's the way this is going to go. It'll be there tomorrow morning at some point. I would imagine. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, Billy, what about you? Cowboys currently laying 13 and a half. Yeah, I hummed and hawed a bit looking at 11. 13 and a half, I think you got to go with the commanders. I mean, it, I, I hate laying that many points, but and Dallas has been really good. So I'd, I'd consider Dallas just because they've been blowing guys out of the water. Like you, you mentioned they were pretty good against the spread. They were six and... Yeah, they are uh, seven and three against the spread. They've been very good. Uh, historically, not historically bad though on Thanksgiving. It's just too many eyes on them. I think I'd probably lay it with the eleven, uh, but going up to thirteen and a half, and certainly if you get it at two touchdowns, I think you got to switch over to the Commanders there. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. All right, last game of the Thanksgiving Day slate is the San Francisco 49ers are heading into Seattle to take on the Seahawks. The Seahawks, uh, this line opened up at Niners minus six and a half, and it stayed there till about this morning where it finally moved to the Niners minus seven. Craig mentioned earlier, it looks like Drew Locke is going to get the starting. Uh, you know, uh, Pete Carroll kind of hedged that a little bit today when he was asking. He said that he he thinks that Geno's going to go. Geno's as soon as questionable. But it's still a short week, and he was had a hard time getting back in the game. So I, to be clear, I'm going to be on the uh, the San Francisco side of this. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I don't know if I trust Gino to be out there the whole game. Yeah, this is if this wasn't a Thanksgiving Day game, I would be thinking longer and harder about this because this is a divisional matchup with a team with the home team getting a full touchdown, which is normally a spot that we're going to dive all over that every time. But because this is a Thanksgiving Day game, because the Niner or because the Seahawks haven't looked crisp, Geno is regressing hard. We're talking about we might get Drew Locke at some point in this game. The Niners are second in DVOA, and basically there's a direct correlation between their three losses and the absence of Trent Williams. And Trent Williams is back now, and 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 they're healthy. And Purdy looks like he. You know, might should be getting MVP votes again or something. I wouldn't mean I wouldn't go that far, but obviously I'm exaggerating. But that's just the point I'm trying to make. And I'm 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 with you, Craig. I'm lay, I'm laying the seven with the with the 49ers. I'm glad I got it early with the six and a half, so I'm not laying the full seven. But even then, I I would still think about laying the seven with the 49ers. Uh, Craig, what are you you, are you jumping on board with me there? Yeah, I'm with you. All right. How about you, Billy? Niners laying seven in Seattle. Yeah, a little high, but I, I'm trusting the Niners. I, I think they've been incredibly reliable this year. Um, yeah, they've looked good on both sides of the ball. Seattle has, fl- has floundered a bit in the last few weeks. I, I think you got to trust San Francisco. Both teams four, five, and one against the spread, so nothing, to, nothing to discern there. They're they're literally one after the other in uh, in the ranking sheet that I'm looking at right now. Um, now. Next game, the first ever Black Friday game, gentlemen. Uh, smart idea by the uh, smart idea by the NFL to put a game here. Uh, unfortunately for them, I think they thought they were getting. Obviously, when they gave it to them, uh, they thought they were getting. They thought they were getting Tua versus Aaron Rodgers. That obviously hasn't happened. Uh, Zach Wilson finally benched. Uh, they're going to start Tim Boyle, and like I was, somebody was was giving out article or was giving out information today that based on like EPA and just yeah, like based on EPA and a bunch of just all all of the advanced stats and a lot, even just some of the regular stats, that Zach Wilson has to be considered a bigger bust than names like 
Joey Harrington. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, uh, who was the, the, the uh, Jamarcus Russell? Like, like th- those are the guys that he, he he's a bigger yeah. bust than right now, right? Yeah, like, no, I think, I think that's all fair to say. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we, because... we, we just, we've seen three years of him yeah. being not playable. Like, yeah. we, we, I, like what else are we going to see? And he's gotten 30 starts, right? Like, and normally guys that have his kind of numbers don't get 30 starts. They're usually out of the league by then. Now, obviously, he wasn't supposed to be getting the 11 he got this year. Uh, but still, right? And they beat the Eagles. Go figure, right? Like, Zach Wilson's the only yeah. guy who's beaten the Eagles so far this year. If you're ever wondering if football's hard to handicap. Uh... Dolphins head to New York to take on the Jets. Dolphins won the game against uh, won the game against the Raiders, but they didn't. They were favored by twelve. They barely won it. There were a couple of spots there where it looked like the Raiders were primed to steal it. Just couldn't do it. I, I give them a little bit of a pass because guys were in it. Like like a chain came back and then immediately left. Tyreek Hill was in and out of this game. It was just a, a bit weird. Um, that said. This line opened up at Jets plus 10. It's now 9.5 because sharp money keeps coming in on the Jets. I don't know what to make of this Tim Boyle thing because Tim Boyle's numbers are obviously garbage as well, and it seems like the only reason he's even near this team is because he's a friend of Aaron Rodgers, apparently. That seems to be a lot of the thought process as to why he's a part of this that's, whole that's Jets squad. That's a great pick who plays on your NFL team, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tremendous. But that said, we know what Zach Wilson can't do. Can... I mean, they had seven passing yards or whatever the hell it was last week. It was dreadful. Um, can Boyle at least get the ball to Garrett Wilson? We'll we'll have to wait and see. But I'm I'm on the Jets, guys. This is this is an absolute. This is the hold your nose of the week for me. I'm I'm on the Jets, and I'm and I'm gonna try to to trust that defense. But it, it, this one is not gonna be for the faint of heart. Billy, what do you think? Dolphins laying nine and a half in in New York. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that Jets defense is good enough that. They should be able to keep it within 10. I, I think the Miami defense can be weak as well, so I don't know how the uh, how this will do, but I, I think you can get got there. The Jets still have a strong run game. Um, they're probably going to be facing a pretty tough box, but I, I still think the Jets keep it close. They keep it on the ground. They control the clock a little bit, and Miami's not going to be able to throw it all over them, which they've done very much this year. So I'm liking the Jets and the points. Uh, what about you, Craig? Dolphins laying nine and a half. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I think I'm going to go with you guys and, and, and go with the Jets. Uh, I don't, I don't love it. I don't want to have the Tim Boyle side. And, and, and we, no. one of the old gambling adages is you don't want to have Tim Boyle on Black Friday. Everyone always says, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's like rule number five. as old as time, really. Uh, so th- this, by the way, if you want the jet side, uh, a couple of the books, uh, including draft Kings and GM are offering this at 10 as opposed Still to nine and a half to so get the 10 points. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you uh, shop around a little bit, uh, but yeah, I think I would, uh, I, I would go with the jet side here. This just kind of feels like a game where the dolphins win, but not by, not by the full 10 points. That being said, like. The Jets' offense really is is hard to watch. It's oh. it's it's ugly. And I, I and I was saying this to to Bill when he was at my place on on Sunday. It would have been really cool to see what Brees Hall could have done if Aaron Rodgers was playing quarterback for the Jets. 
Just like have the other team think maybe just maybe it would be bad for us if they threw the ball. If the other team was had to think that a couple times a game, I'd be interested to see what Bruce, what Brees Hall would be able to do because that guy's talented. Oh, is he ever? Yeah, it's 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 wild. I, I mean, there have been some bad offenses that we've been forced to watch the, uh, this year: the Patriots, the Jets. But like, the, I mean, when the season opened up, the Jets at least, I, I like Zach Wilson was at least able to kind of get the ball downfield. Like Garrett Wilson was on pace for a uh, thousand yards with uh, with with Wilson throwing on the ball, which is mental. But uh, yeah, it it just got worse and worse. And the the clip of him tripping over his own feet and falling backwards was just just taking the cake to me. That was that was almost as mean as the butt fumble. Which, by the way, uh, America Thanksgiving, the anniversary of the butt fumble. By the way, um, <laughs> it's just it's bad. Yeah, it's it's the hold your nose play of the week, but it's not for the faint of heart. But uh, yeah, the money's got to be on the Jets in this game. Just has to be. All right, let's head to Sunday. Uh, pretty. Okay, slate for the one o'clock. There's some interesting matchups here. Not not exactly star-studded, but there's some goodies. And here's a goodie right off the hop: the Jacksonville Jaguars head to Houston to take on the Texans. Uh, C.J. Shroud overcomes a three-interception uh, uh, game uh, in order to uh, win, and all three of his uh, interceptions were in the red zone, so that was bad. But uh, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals just sort of weren't able to take advantage. Uh, Penalties kind of ruin that, but, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. Houston's getting points at home in a division. This is this is going to be one of my five. I, I like Jacksonville. I like what they're doing. Jacksonville's been they're, – they're one of the five best teams against the spread. Um, but it's Houston for me. They already beat Jacksonville this year. They're at home. I like what they're able to do against the against this Jaguars team. Is it's going to be CJ Stroud getting points, and CJ Stroud's been great as a dog so far early in his career. So um, it's going to be Houston plus the points for me. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm trusting Houston here. Uh, Houston has done a phenomenal job against, particularly against bad defenses, and the Jaguars have exactly that. Um, I think you're going to see some points in this game. Not sure what the over under is, but I'm not, I, I'd be Willing to bet the over on this one because I think there's going to be a lot of scoring, but I think Houston gets the edge. Uh, this is nine versus twelve in DVOA, Craig. Uh, I can't believe Houston is twelfth in DVOA, but uh, it, it it is what it is. Uh, what do you think, Houston land are getting two against Jacksonville? It's one and a half in some spots, mm-hmm. um, but. I would try to find the two side because I, I want the Texans here. Yeah, great. I just th- I think that's the play. Like, th- doesn't this lo- doesn't this feel like it should be a pick'em to you guys? Does a little bit to me. You know, uh, like aren't like I just feel like this is supposed to be a pick'em and it's not for some reason. Yeah. I, I I don't think the public trusts Houston enough, and I think the public may trust the Jags too much. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, because they they have red zone problems from time to time mm-hmm. Jacksonville, right? Like they get in the red zone and claim they had none of those problems against the Titans. They no. look like a well-oiled machine, but the rest sure of the did. year. Yeah, it's been a mess. Yeah, yeah, sure did. Sure did. All right. So we're all on Houston in this one. It's a clean sweep there. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers head to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. And holy God, what a disaster that last Thursday night game was. 
Uh, just Burrow, that that clip of him trying to throw throw the ball on the sidelines and then crumbling and then everybody busting out the Zapruder film of him getting off the plane with a with a thing, literally doing the zoom and enhance on his wrist. It was it was oh, it was abominable. But I mean, like I walked out of that game, and, and if I was a Bengals fan, I I would have been thinking I would have been thinking the same thing. But I remember just as a neutral observer thinking, okay, we're gonna miss. Burrow for one, maybe two weeks, right, with a with a sprained wrist or something, and then we'll we'll get him back middle of December and and see what the Bengals can do. But out for the season, it just damn, just sucks, just sucks for everything. It's a bit of a cursed season for the Bengals. Off the hop with him having the hammy injury, like uh, in training camp two weeks before the season started, um, they got off to the slow start because of that, and then now this, it's just been. Just been dreadful. Meanwhile, the Steelers finally fire Matt Canada after they scored 10 points against Cleveland, and seven of those points came off a, a pretty lucky 75-yard touchdown run by Jalen Warren. So not exactly a, a well-oiled machine uh, is their offense. First time the Steelers have fired someone midseason since the 40s or something, I, I read. It was it was unbelievable. I mean, obviously they've been some of the best at hiring personnel, but if it was so bad that even the Pittsburgh Steelers – you know you're bad when even the Pittsburgh Steelers fire you midseason. Like, that's just bad. Uh, so my question to you, with the Steelers laying one and a half in Cincinnati, my question to you, let's start with Craig, uh, does firing Matt Canada, do we get the a little bit of the, the – do, do you consider the offensive coordinator for the coach fired bump? No. <laughs> no, you don't think – you don't Can think Jalen Warren and – yeah, I know. It's I was texting you earlier this week and saying it's a shame that Lamar Jackson's the only starting quarterback left in this division. And well, I don't know if you saw. There was a tweet that went viral um, from uh, a Browns fan because mm-hmm. uh, it was after the the Pittsburgh game, and, and some Steelers fans like, "Look, guys, Kenny Pickett just needs a chance. Like this quarterback, you know, kind of like going through the quarterbacks that uh, you know had rough starts of their career wind up being decent." Mm-hmm. And this Browns fan tweet it with like look i agree with this entirely kenny pickett should be the steelers starting quarterback for at least the next 10 years (laughs) 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 oh yeah he's he bad he very bad yeah Uh, yeah yeah. uh it was like that was just a draft class where there were not any starting caliber nfl quarterbacks there just weren't no as far as i I mean so far who (laughs) i mean i know we haven't seen a lot of jake sam howell's the best group True. Yeah, Sam Howell's been been decent, although he, his complete disregard for his body. He's like Darby Allen out there taking the sacks. It's insane. Um, that was a wrestling reference. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we haven't seen a lot of Jake Browning, but are we sure he's not going to be the best quarterback taken under center in this football game? Billy, what do you think? Uh, uh I... <laughs> I don't think Pittsburgh's offense is going to do anything different here. I think they're still going to struggle. I, I think they lack personnel. Um, I don't think anything matters, but do you really want to bet on a Bengals team that just lost a quarterback? I, I'm taking the Bengals because I really don't trust uh, Pittsburgh, but hmm. I don't think we'll see anything good out of them for the rest of the year. Yeah, I. this is so far from being one of my five, this one. Oh, Jeez, I just I don't have enough on Jake Browning, and I was kind of saying in jest that he might be the better quarterback in this game, but he legitimately might be. Yep. And uh, he didn't look too terrible in in the the limited 
time they had, they were just so far behind, they couldn't get anything going that, um, you know, the, the threat of them running wasn't even there. So, ah, oh, it's a tough one. And you're going against Mike Tomlin voodoo in this one. I think for me, I, I think I would just go with that. This might be a cursed season with the Bengals. And I think uh knife to my ribs on this one. I think I might lay the one and a half, but God, that's another, that's another, uh, road favorite in a divisional matchup. And again, with Kenny Pickett under center, Craig, what do you think? Tiebreaker on this one. I think, I think you got to go Steelers. Uh, and you're right. Jake Browning may be the best quarterback in this game. Plus, uh, Jake Browning is going to have Jamar Chase. Uh, yeah. We'll see how well Jake Browning can use Jamar Chase. Uh, I, uh, I I think you just have to go with Pittsburgh. It's not going to be one of my five, but Pittsburgh is, is is the more known quantity here, even if what we know is is relatively mediocre. On Well, I think mediocre is a kind word to use for the Steeler offense. But if what we know is uh, is not very good. Uh, I mean, Jake Browning knew uh, I mean, where Jake to get. Browning. He knew where to get the ball to for for fantasy purposes in that all time garbage time touchdown moment at the end there on Thursday night. <laughs> he was like, "Let me float this one into Jamar so he can get six, and, the, and fantasy owners can be like, oh, thank God,' <laughs> because that did not start off. At well least got for, something. Yeah, they at least got something for sure. All right, uh, next game: the Carolina Panthers head to Tennessee to take on the Titans. The Titans, who have just been so dreadful as of late uh in terms of dvoa this is tennessee is 22nd and carolina is 31st so tennessee's laying three and a half so you're getting the hook this is uh this is a a captain hook original here ah man i think oh boy i just carolina i sort of want to take them here but at the same time i don't because they really look like they quit and it's, it looks like they quit on that coach. Uh, you know, Reich is, is just looks like he's on his way out. Tennessee, I mean, Will Levis. It's now four games we got in this guy, and that's – it's not looking great. It's looking like he just had kind of a good half against, uh, against Atlanta where they kept letting Dustin uh, – DeAndre Hopkins get behind the – get behind the secondary. Yeah. Knife to my ribs on this one. I think I'm laying the three and a half with the Titans. Craig, what do you think? Uh, I don't want anything to do with this at all. In fact, uh, not that there was much doubt. Actually, no. wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this this is such this is a special week. I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Scott Hansen, do not show this game or another game that we are yet to discuss. Don't show <laughs> I think either. I... I think I have a feeling who it's gonna be, but I, I think I think I think you picked the right one, and I'll tell you why when we get to the when we get to the the game that I suspect will be the Scott Hansen one uh, B like in this scenario since we got a one A. Um, yeah, this is I mean, this is not pretty, but I think God, not only do you have to consider laying the three and a half of the Titans, I think yeah, if if it's slim pickings right now, you've got to if you're if it's week twelve and you're still alive in Survivor. You're probably staring pretty hard at the Tennessee Titans this week and wondering if this is my life. If if Will Levis, if Will Levis is 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 going to be your life in in Survivor pools this week, Billy, what do you think? Titans given the hook. I'm going with the Titans, but I really don't want to watch this game, so I'm taking the Titans. Yeah, and don't I'm... bet on it. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you bet on this game, you have to pay attention to how it turns out. My plan is to not yeah. do that. Yeah. 
The people that care the most about how this game turns out are fans of the Chicago Bears. That's true. They are the biggest. Ten- it's going to be the Bears and the Tennessee Titans fans high fiving each other <laughs> throughout this game. Yep. Yeah. It's got to be again water gun to your head on this one. It's you've got to lay the three and a half with the Titans. I know it's not pretty, but you just you trust uh, Vrabel. I know he's. I know Vrabel's not been great as a favorite, but you got to trust that he'll have his defense. And and I know Henry's only got like four touchdowns or whatever. He'll be able to get running and. They're just the Titans are just a better roster at this point of our lives, and uh, I mean maybe Will Levis can completely screw that up for you, but he hasn't been great, but he hasn't been like team murdering bad like like a Zach Wilson or or a Mac Jones has, but you know we'll see. Um, next up, pretty good matchup on paper. It's a fun divisional matchup. The New Orleans Saints head to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. The Falcons currently laying one. Uh, Desmond Ritter back under center for them. Uh, I don't have much to say on this matchup other than uh, I'm going to be taking New Orleans because for whatever reason, I can't quit the New Orleans Saints. Uh, it is it is not going to be fun, but I'm going to take the points with the Saints. Billy, what do you think? Falcons laying one. Go, going against a short home favorite, Matt Pierce is. <laughs> That's how you lose money. Yeah, well, we'll be losing it together. I, I I think I like the Saints in this. I think that Saints defense is probably one of the better units in this. Um, but both of these offense have just been very mid all year. I, I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, I, I think they're a better team. You might be getting a point there, but I'm not loving this one. So not one of my five. DVOA would suggest that they're a much better team. Tampa Bay is uh, 19th in DVOA, not great, but Atlanta's 29th. Like they're 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 bottom five in pretty much all three. Like and all three units are bottom five according to DVOA. Tampa Bay at least has a really good defense. Um, it's not great spread wise. The Bucks are seven and three. They're one of the top five teams against the spread. There's there's three there's five teams that are uh, uh, rocking 70 percent against the spread. They're one of them. And uh, I'm trying to find Atlanta. Where's Atlanta? Uh, where are the Falcons? Come on, Falcons. They're just not appearing on my... Oh, Atlanta's way down at the bottom. They're bottom three. They're two and eight against the spread. So uh, this, is, this, is, this is not good. Uh, not good. Um, actually, both these teams are terrible against the spread. Saints are two seven and one. So these are this is just a game you shouldn't be betting on because neither of these teams are reliable against the spread. Hence why it's only a point. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Falcons laying one. Um, Saints. Yeah, don't love it. So Feel the same way as no. Bill. Don't want anything to do with it. No, yeah, it's the it's the Saints sweep for the Saints. Uh, next up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Colts are a short home favorite as a minus two and a half point favorite. Uh, DVOA wise, Colts are seventeenth, Bucks are nineteenth, so a pretty good little matchup here. Uh, spread wise, uh, Bucks top five, seven and three against the spread, and the Colts are six and four. So these are two very good teams against the spreads. Uh, it's Gardner Menchu versus. Uh, versus Baker Mayfield. The only question I have for you two gentlemen, do the Colts rally against, do, do they rally around the the unjust and persecution that has beset their owner over this <laughs> drunken arrest? Like, do they finally stand up 
for the drunken white billionaires and make sure they get a break for once in their life. It's God about it. time somebody does it. God damn it. God yeah. damn it. It's about time somebody stood up, stood up for the rich the billionaires. Holy God in heaven. Uh, okay. And Nonsense. Shooting with first take and like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Take his phone away from him. Take his phone away. Oh, man. Uh, it feels guys. like it feels like a wrestling work. Yeah. It, it really does. It's it's hot garbage is what it is. Uh, fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> box. Uh, this this is the box for me. It, it, I, 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 I like the box. I, I think they're the better team. Uh, I know DVOA disagrees with me by two slots, but I just I like what the Bucks kind of have going on a bit more than the Colts. I think this will actually be a sneaky good football game, if I'm being honest. But uh, between these two teams, I I want the points. Give me the plus two and a half with the Bucks. Bill, what do you think? Colts uh, lay in two and a half. Yeah, the Colts are terrible. I like the Bucks. I I I don't think this Bucks team is that bad. I think they might be a bit better than four and six. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Bucks and whatever points I can get. So give me the Bucks. All right, Craig. Thoughts on this one? Colts land the two and a half. Uh yeah, I think it's Bucks for me. Hmm. I, 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 they're better, and and like I, I know that it's been inconsistent for the Tampa Bay offense this year, and that's that's probably a nice word, but. But Mayfield's had some moments. I, I'll, I'll go with Tampa Bay here. I think they win the game. All right. Uh, last game of the 1 o'clock slate, uh, the New England Patriots take on <laughs> Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants. Uh, Craig, if you would, please. Scott Hansen, also, yeah. do not show this game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's here's the reason I'm gonna give because I think you're completely I think you're completely right I think we got a one A and a one B for the Scott Hansen game this week truly the only reason I would say that I would put Panthers Tennessee uh, as the as the one if we had if we you know like water gun to our head and we were only allowed to choose one I no, I got nothing Patriots I want to see in this game I I want to root for Tommy DeVito and GTL did you see when he threw the touchdown pass and he did the the Italian uh, the Italian purse thing with the, with the fingers. And he went, Hey, and I was like, yes, yes. Okay. God damn it. With, with Tom, with Tommy DeVito. I, so, I, I wish he was fist pumping a little bit or beating that beat, but still it yeah. was good. I think he will. I, that's absolutely what the, if, if he rushes one in, he's got to set the ball uh, on the ground and then him and his offensive linemen have got to pretend to beat the beat on the, on the end zone for a good couple of seconds there. That's, that's how they got to do that. Somehow DJ <laughs> Polly D comes out from the crowd or, Oh, <laughs> DJ Pauly D should be there with a with a with a Tommy DeVito chain. He absolutely should. Or wonder, at the very least, Vinny, you know, Vinny, yeah. the, Vinny in the situation lived closer, but you know, well, someone should be there. Yeah, they sure should. Uh, the Giants are 32nd in DVOA. The New England Patriots are 24th. Not too much to discern there. Patriots are coming off of a bye. That said, uh, and you would think that things couldn't have possibly been better for the Giants, who. Uh, I think we're the second team in NFL history to give up nine sacks, nine plus sacks in a game and still win the game. Uh, and not only did they win the game, but they won the game by over 20, which is just mind boggling <laughs> gentlemen, like absolutely mind boggling. Um, that said, uh, I'm looking, I'm checking uh, one of my stats. Uh, yeah. It still says that Mac Jones is playing quarterback for the new England Patriots. So, yeah, I'm taking the Giants because Mac Jones can't be favored uh, by three and a half on the road against anybody. So uh, give me that, Tommy DeVito. Hey, yo, 
I'm taking DeVito. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Patriots land three and a half on the road. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I, I, I think we don't really know what Tommy DeVito is, but we know what Mac Jones is. Um, I, I think you're more likely to get a surprise from DeVito. So give me the Giants. All right. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Patriots land three and a half in New York. Got three words for you guys. Mm-hmm. Jim, Tan, Laundry. Mm-hmm. Give me Tommy DeVito, Giants. Sure, words were never spoken. All right, so we got a 1A and a 1B for Scott Hansen. Jaguars-Texans is the marquee matchup, gentlemen. There is no oh, shot. God. There, there is no shot. Absolutely. In the seven years that we have done this podcast that Jaguars-Titans has ever been the marquee matchup of, of anything. And, in fact, I'm, I I would wager dollars to donuts that it's been the Scott Hansen game once or twice <laughs> throughout the tenure of this podcast. I'd be shocked if it was once or twice. It, it, it's going to be at least <laughs> yeah. three, four times. Yeah, it's, it's uh, w- sure. If Joe Burrow was healthy, would yes. Steelers-Bengals be the marquee matchup? Or would it still I... be? I think it might still I agree, but there's at least a, a, a we at least have that conversation. But since no no like no Burrow, no no Bueno, right for for yeah. And the thing about the Jaguars and the Texans is both of those teams have good quarterbacks. If Joe Burrow was healthy, one of the Steelers and Bengals would have a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Uh, all right, four o'clock slate. The Cleveland Browns head into Denver to take on your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos, who are sporting a, a, a brand spanking new four game winning streak. Uh, we can discuss the uh legitimacy of some of those w's uh after having beaten bills uh i'm gonna just say it right now because i think that people are probably thinking it there's Uh one thing that this that this four game win streak does heavily remind me of and that would be tebow mania whereas every week stuff happens yeah this is strange this is weird and somehow the broncos win the game yeah this is what that that this win streak (laughs) reminds me I, I think that's fair. The pushback I would give on that is uh, the Tebow mania. We didn't really have like there was really no explanation. We couldn't discern a thing that was happening during. Uh, it's almost like there was a higher power assisting yeah, the Broncos. And- exactly yeah, right because every oh. yeah every year it was something. Every week with Tebow, there was something different. It was like I remember uh, somebody on the. On the Cowboys ran out of bounds when he shouldn't have. No, it was in Mary one and game. Barber playing for the, Mary... for the Bears who ran out of bounds. That's yeah. who it was. Yeah, they, yeah. So, so the there, Dolphins yeah, there was... just could like the Dolphins just couldn't score a touchdown or the, the entire game. Yeah. And they they had to win on field goals and and Tebow drives down at the end of the game. The Jets had like a couple of breakdowns in uh and and watching Tebow scramble and he ran runs mm-hmm. for a touchdown at the end of a game. Like the offense looked terrible the whole night. Like just we that was a Thursday game too. Just a lot of weird stuff happened during the Tebow Mania era, which I will say, like I've cheered for elite NFL teams, obviously, as a Broncos fan over the years. I've cheered yeah. for teams filled with Hall of Flame flame players. I've cheered for two of the four best quarterbacks in my estimation who have ever played in the NFL as a Broncos fan. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's been anything more fun than the last two months of the Tebow Mania season. It was <laughs> yeah. just un- unreal. That yeah, that's a, that, that's fair. And you were a big Florida Gators fan too, so that yes, that, 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 that helped. That played helped. a part. Yeah, uh, the. <laughs> the explanation for the Denver Broncos uh, four game winning streak is quite simple. You've had all the turnover luck in the past three games. You got 12 turnovers okay. in the last three games. Uh, the turnover the regression got is four turnovers against the Vikings. And they barely, they, they out turnover the Vikings four to zero and barely yeah. won the God game. 
Yeah, same with the Bills, too, right? You had, yeah. you had a uh, turnover down, barely won that game, only did because the guy missed a field goal, too. So uh, turnover regression is probably coming. Um, this line opened up at Browns plus two and a half. The Browns are going to be one of my five. Uh, the Sharps came in and hammered the two and a half. Uh, so it's down to Broncos minus one and a half. Uh, I'm, I'm two and a half sorry. is still I'm around. On... Yeah, two okay. and a half is still around. Bet MGM, and it's still around a bet three six five. If you're looking, yeah, for go get that. I'm, I'm on the two and a half, and the Browns are going to be one of my five. Craig, what do you think about your boys only laying one and a half? Well, I'll say this. Uh, eventually, this miracle streak, whatever it is, is going to run out. I just don't know if it's going to run out at home against Dorian Thompson Robinson, is it? It might. I mean, this is eight and f- eight versus twenty-five in DVOA, and the the thing that's been keeping you alive is Russ hasn't has been able to escape pressure. Good luck. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be harder <laughs> this time. Yeah. Uh, I will say this though: the Browns are yes, the Browns are eighth in DVOA. Uh, they are surprisingly, uh, unsurprisingly rather, number one on defense by a very yeah. fair margin. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are 28th on offense and their quarterback is hurt. So now they have a worse quarterback and their True. offense is 28. Uh, now, I, I, I still think Cleveland is the, the sensible side here. Like if yeah. you're gambling on this game, but, but uh, I said to uh, some colleagues, I said it on the radio. In fact, when I was talking about this game uh, on the air, I just had a weird feeling about the Broncos before the bills game. Like Denver was going to win and something was going to, something weird was going to happen. A whole mm-hmm. bunch of weird stuff happened. Uh, <laughs> I get. I have a feeling about this one too. I don't know. I, I just feel like it's like Denver ten, Cleveland six type of game. I just I have a weird feeling about it. So are you laying the one and a half then? I, I'm not doing it from gambling purposes. And again, mm-hmm. like logically, you should play Cleveland here, but I've got a weird feeling. Is what I'll say. All right. Uh, well, I guess we'll do a sort of tiebreaker then with Billy. What do you think? Broncos laying one and a half currently with Cleveland coming to town. Browns. I, I don't trust the Broncos <laughs> to move the ball. Um, and, and yes, I know Cleveland will struggle to move the ball too, but I, I think, yeah, you're going to see a nine, six hammer that under, but I'm taking the Browns here. Okay. The, yeah, the, the, the third, yeah. Under for sure. in this game is, is absolutely the play. The 30, the 36 and a half. Absolutely. Under. I, I, the one thing I wanted to say, I want to say two things, actually one about the DTR thing I, to me, I think he, he looked good in the first quarter and a half. And then I thought he got his bell rung. And I think that affected the play over the pat over the last two and a half quarters uh, of the game. So I think that's why he didn't look, I know he's, I know he's the backup to the backup, but I think that's why he didn't look crisp uh, after looking somewhat decent in the first half. Um, Craig and I discussed this. I want to get this on the air a, a little bit via text, and I would like to get Bill's opinion. Um, Miles Garrett should Miles Garrett be the MVP right, of, of the league? I mean, he, he, obviously he's, he's the front runner for Defensive Player of the Year right now. But I think we, we, he we need to start a better campaign because I'm sorry, unless you talk like no quarterback in the NFL right now has uh, has played well enough. And I'm staring at the odds right now, the MVP odds, the top twelve of the top twelve. Ten of them are quarterbacks. None of them are quarterbacks that I would consider being the MVP, even though it's your usual suspects. And then Tyreek Hill and Miles Garrett. And I think ty- the fact that Tyreek Hill and Miles Garrett are in the bottom half of that top 12, I think is criminal because they have been uh, – uh, ty- Tyreek Hill has been far and away the best offensive player, and Miles Garrett's been far and away the best defensive player. And I, I think I would give a slight edge um, to to Miles Garrett, but it's close for me because I, th- I think Tyreek Hill and – 
Miles Garrett have been the two best players in the NFL. Uh, Craig, uh, what do you think? Uh, I think that if I were voting right now, I'd vote for Miles Garrett to be the MVP. Uh, as we just discussed, the Browns have the 28th ranked offense in DVOA. Because of the play of their defense, led by Miles Garrett, who is clearly far and away the most important piece on that defense, the Browns are 7-3. and three. They've had three different guys start a quarterback this year. It just feels like no matter what happens, their defense is still awesome. They still find a way to win games. And Garrett has very easily been the best defensive player in the NFL. I think that Garrett's the vote. Uh, my number two, if, if I was voting for a top three right now, uh, my number two, and perhaps this would be controversial in some corners, but not the analytics corners, I think it's Dak Prescott. Okay. I just, he's, he's just played really well. He's, he's, he had a, a, an ugly game on primetime against the 49ers. There's no way around that. But I think Dak has played really well. Um, I, I suspect that, like, do we, do we think Lamar wins if the Ravens are the first seed in the AFC? Jalen Hurts, Hurts is, right now. I know Hurts is a favorite right odds. now, but like, like yeah. Hurts played better last year than he has this year. Yeah, Hertz is only the favorite because I think they're legally required by un, un, under state law or federal law, sorry, in the states to have the uh, quarterback who whoever's under center for the best record in the NFL uh, be the the the, MV, the the lowest MVP odds. I think that's just required by federal law because I don't think that's right either. I don't think Hertz has been even close uh, to the best player in, in the league, and he was in fact very poor. Uh, in that Monday night game that they won, his numbers just look better because like, of the two tush push touchdowns, right? Like he he was poor in that game. Would would he be the favorite right now if Marquez Valdez Scantling could catch the ball? Yeah, uh, I think we know who the that, favorite would be. Like, yeah, not, it was well, yeah, shouldn't be Mahomes, but like yeah, you're you're right. If they'd have won that game, it'd probably well, be Mahomes too, though, right? Said this. Like this has not been a a, uh, a classic Mahomes year, but I, I saw I, I saw some Chiefs fans on Twitter saying, look. He's played pretty well. The numbers have been negatively impacted by drops, both from the touchdown sure perspective have. and yeah. the exemption perspective. Yeah. Which is, I think, is a fair thing, a fair, fair way to characterize Mahomes' play this year is that the numbers are not as good as the, how he's actually played. Yeah, I, th- I think that's, I think that's fair because, like, yeah, the t- but like the touchdowns and the numbers obviously haven't been there. But like that's, and that's not on Mahomes. It's obviously on the way the. Chiefs have decided to build their their team and it just complete disregard for the wide receiver position. Um, it, it just it, it is what it is. But yeah, just a bazillion drops from those three uh, from those three guys. Plus Kelsey's had had um, a drop or two uh, here and there. Um, Billy, what do you think? Who would you, if you had your druthers? Who who would you give your MVP vote to uh, in Week Eleven so far? Yeah, I, I I think you have to think about Lamar Jackson and, and Garrett. Um, Third one, I would say, yeah, I kind of want to say Tyreek Hill. Like, if he was, if he was not on that field, that offense would be completely different, and that may be the best offense in the league. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you take yep. him out, and Tua can't do what he's doing. Fantastic player, but I, I think Tyreek Hill makes that. That whole speed-based offense is reliant on a player like him. So I'll, I'll go and- Tyreek. I, I agree with what you said there, and, and I think Tyreek's for sure the offensive player of the year, and maybe the MVP. I think he's got a good case. I will say this, though. If you look at the numbers, you look at the lay of the league this year, and you look if, – if a quarterback wins MVP this year, I think we just have to adjust to the fact that 
any conversation about non-quarterbacks winning this award going forward is moot. Yeah. The last guy to do was Peterson, like, right? Just, and, and... Like, who's, who's playing well enough to, to win the award? Like, and again, maybe this changes. Wide we've, got, we've got seven weeks of football left. Lots of yeah. time for this to change. You know, one of these elite guys goes on a heater and their team doesn't lose the rest of the way. Uh, CJ Stroud gets the 10. Josh Dobbs. <laughs> yeah, but, Josh Dobbs. Yeah, I, I, I just feel so right now. It, I think it very clearly should be Miles Garrett uh, and Tyree Kill, though. They, they should probably be one and two. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. Um, Billy and I are on the Browns. Sounds like Craig was, you know, kind of he, he, gambling wise. He I'm leading Browns, Browns but, but yeah. I don't know. Weird stuff. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, next up, the Los Angeles Rams head into Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Uh, this line opened up at a pick 'em and has slowly had some Rams money come in and is now Rams minus one and a half. Uh, I like the Arizona Cardinals, gentlemen, getting points at home. I, I think they're a little bit more. Um, I know they're 30th in DVOA. Uh, the Rams are 20th. But they just look better with Kyler Murray and James Conner back, right? Like they just they're they're able to run it a little bit and they're able to throw it a little bit. And uh, the Rams, uh, you know, Cooper uh, Cup. We don't know if he's going to play in this game yet. Uh, it, Puka Nakua has been great, but he's another guy. Like I just man, it seems like everybody on the Rams is in like the 40th minute of the Royal Rumble because they're just like you know like, like protecting the backs and just selling every injury. They just do not look healthy to me. I love this Rams team, but I just think this is a good spot for the Cardinals. Uh, getting points. Billy, what do you think? Cardinals getting one and a half. Yeah, I I think I like the Rams. Um, you're right. Cardinals have looked better, but better than where they were is not much. Um but I, I still like that Rams offense. I, I think that they're going to be able to beat the Cardinals. They're going to be able to score quite a bit. I thought the Rams would have been given up a few points here, and we're not seeing it, so I'm going with the Rams. All right, Craig, tiebreaker on this one. Cardinals uh, getting one and a half at home. Uh, I, I, I think that I would want to see the injury report for mm. the game before I'm making any bets. Because if Cup is out there, that kind of changes this, doesn't it? And if Naku, like, I think it looks like Naku is going to go. But mm-hmm. uh, if Cup is out there, uh, that that changes this as far as what we think of the, the Rams' offense and its capabilities. I'd be leaning Rams if if, if he's good to go, but uh, Cardinals otherwise. All right. Um, pretty good little matchup here. The Buffalo Bills head into Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are 5th in DVOA, and the Eagles are 10th. The Eagles keep dropping in DVOA. Eagles are minus 3.5. Um, <sighs> Eagles are one of the best teams against the spread. They're 6-2-2, two, and two, whereas the Bills are 4-7. and seven, So that's obvious. You know, it's obviously what you want to say. I think it is with great hesitation and reluctance that I do this. But... I think I'm taking the points with the Bills. I, I think this is I think this is just I'm a spot for the Bills. Yeah, I I, I don't feel I'm... great about it. I think it's a spot for the Bills. And and Craig, it sounds like you're with me. Yep. No, I I just I I want the field goal. I think this is going to be a tight game. 
I think that uh, both teams are going to be able to, to move the ball. Uh, and I think it's one that uh, that winds up being settled uh, at the very end of the game. So that means that I would want the three or, or three and a half, depending on where you're going. Yeah, I see the three. And a, yeah, I'm still staring at the three and a half. It's been three and a half pretty much all week, and I don't see them moving off the number. Well, Buffalo money has been coming in at some of the books. Yeah. Uh, because uh, Bet Rivers and Bet365 uh, have, have both... Uh, have both uh, moved this down to Buffalo minus three. So there's been some, uh, sorry, yeah, Philadelphia minus three, I should say. So there's been some, there's been some money coming in on the bills and they're trying to obviously push some, some other bets to the Eagles. Even if you look at the, uh, yeah, it's there, there, there's bills money coming in at some of the books at least. Yeah. I'm on the bills. Craig's on the bills. How about you, Bill? What do you think? Eagles land three and a half, getting the hook. Eagles for me. I, I don't, I don't trust this Bills team against real good teams, and the Eagles are exactly that. Um, I, I think this Bills offense has a few holes in it. I think Allen might be getting chased around a little bit. I'm thinking Philadelphia can really slow him down. Um, what's the over-under on this one? I, I don't know that there's going to be as many points. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm thinking we're expecting fireworks. I might hit the under on that one too, uh, but I like yeah, Philadelphia yeah. here to cover. Yeah, I think I completely agree with you on the under for this game as well. Um, yeah, all right. So Billy's on the Eagles, Craig and I are on the Bills, but uh, we all seem to like the under for this one on the forty-eight and a half. Yeah, I just, I just think this is a spot for for the Bills too. I, I think they're going to be the, the Bills just look dead right now, right? I know, I know they just won a game again, but like nobody's even really calling that a win because uh, it was against Zach Wilson, and even then they needed like a couple of pick sixes and stuff. Like it was just, it was. Yeah. It, it, it was bad. Like it, they still like they scored thirty two, and it seems like they still left a lot of meat on the bone. They 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 probably should have scored like fifty in that game and didn't. So the offense is really humming. I just think this is a spot where the Bills can can clip the Eagles. In fact, as a guy who's hoping his team is going to be nine and two after Thursday, I'm counting on it because uh, uh, the Chiefs kind of biffed it for me there on on the Monday nighter. That was that was kind of terrible. So good thing I had Philadelphia money all over the place to soothe my jangled nerves on that one. Um, last game of the four o'clock slate, the aforementioned, uh, Kansas city chiefs head into Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. This line opened up at, uh, at chiefs minus nine and a half and a ton of sharp money came in on the Raiders at the nine and a half and it has been moved down to, uh, eight and a half. And yeah, I agree. Raiders, uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be all over the Raiders, the chiefs. Uh, I know they're I know they're they're awesome and whatnot. They're they're uh, uh, third in DVOA. Still got uh, the seventh best offense. They got a top ten offense, but they're just not humming well enough. And this is a classic. Even when the Chiefs' offense was at the god mode levels, it's been in recent years. They just don't cover these high lines. They never have. So it's a classic case of we got a divisional matchup, home team dog, Chiefs who don't cover high lines. And, uh, and the Chiefs offense isn't, you know, looking like what we expect it to look like anyway. So I'm, 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 I'm taking the points with the Raiders. This is, this is an easy one for me. And, and uh, it's, it's going to be one of my five. Billy, what do you think? Uh, Raiders currently getting eight and a half at home. Yeah, I'm with you on all that. The, the Chiefs have not been burying people. They've been beating people, not burying them. Um, this Raiders team is bad, but that's too many points. I'm taking the Raiders. All right. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Uh, Chiefs laying eight and a half on the road. Well, the Chiefs have covered their last three trips to Vegas. 
There are two um, teams that are good against the spread. Vegas five and six, and Chiefs are six and four. Or sorry, Raiders are six and five, and the Chiefs are six and four. So two teams that are pretty reliable against the spread. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to make this into one of my five at all, but I, I think I would lean Kansas city. I just feel as though, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever boost the Raiders got from the coaching changes is going to come to a close eventually. This is not a good roster. And I I think they're just due for a game where they give up 40 and they've given up 40 to Kansas city a few times. Yeah, I, I, you, you might be there. Like, I might be stepping in it here for sure. I, I just all of the Chiefs' adages and whatnot through this era point to you kind of want to take the Raiders here. Aside from the fact, like you said, they've they kind of whooped the Raiders the last few times they faced them. Um, yeah, I do think that the shine of the new coach hiring will kind of wear off. I mean, they won the first two and then they lost last week, but I mean. Th- that Dolphins, they played hard against that Dolphins team, man. They they like like they were a twelve point favorite in that game, and you know they, they, if they caught one break, they could have won that game. I know McConnell had that one pass that was tipped, and if that one wasn't tipped, who who knows how that game could have ended? Because it felt like the Dolphins wanted to give it away. Um, I just think it's a good spot for the Raiders. Uh, marquee matchup for the four o'clock spot, easily uh, Bills Eagles, uh, which heads us to the Sunday nighter. Baltimore Ravens, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Ravens will be without Mark Andrews. He's out for the season, although they said if they make a deep, I, I thought I read today, if they make a deep playoff run, there's a chance he could be back if they were to make a, a an AFC championship game of sorts. Um, to me, the Chargers look dreadful, obviously. Uh, you got Staley now getting snippy with people in the... Uh, uh, in the post-game pressers, which, you know, that's the sort of that thing that happens right before you start getting fired. Uh, Chargers 4-6 and six against the spread. Uh, Ravens are 7-4, and four, so, you know, obviously they're one of the better teams against the spread. DVOA-wise, Baltimore ranked number one. Chargers ranked 14th. All that said, gentlemen, uh, no team uh, loves losing uh, stupider games to stupider teams than the Baltimore Ravens. Uh... I'm going to take the Chargers as a home dog. I, I, they're, they're getting the hook. I'm taking the hook. It's not pretty. It's not sexy. In fact, it's downright deplorable and mm-hmm. unhealthy. I'll say unhealthy as well. Uh, but I'm taking the Chargers uh, plus the three and a half because I, th- I think that the Ravens maybe uh, uh, take this one uh, a little lightly. And the char- and the Ravens also have the extra rest. <laughs> the, the, the Ravens have the extra rest, and they're heading into a bye week. So there's there's no reason I should be taking the Chargers, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm taking the home dog, gentlemen. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Uh, Baltimore laying three and a half on the road. I think you're a madman. I'm taking the Ravens. I, I The Chargers... Can't trust them. <laughs> Herbert has not no. looked great. The They're not going to be one of my five for sure. Yeah. Oh wait, the maybe, they, maybe they are. Fantastic. I don't know. Um, I, I would have thought this line would be higher than it is, so I'm taking the Ravens. I'm trusting they're going to play like they've played all year and get it done. All right, Craig, tiebreaker on this big matchup. My first, uh, my first thought was, oh yeah, take the Chargers. I can't actually do that though. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I do that to myself? It's like, not going to be I, pretty, but I'm on like, the Here's the thing. This, this is going to go one of two ways. This is going to be some sort of weird game where, where you're, you know, like, it's very close and the Chargers wind up pulling one out and Herbert makes some throws. We talk about that for a little while. Or like Lamar's going to have five 
like total touchdowns and the Ravens offense is just going to do whatever it wants the entire night. Like that's, that's one of the things that could happen here, mm-hmm. but you're right. The Baltimore is into these weird games. So I, I, I don't want anything to do with either side on this. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like three and a half and I might, might think about going to a prime time over for the first time this year, which I have not done and has been, uh, you know, to much success of my wallet because primetime unders are like twenty-eight and eight or something right now. It's been, it's been There's a, joy a bit to of watch. a spread on this. So some books are offering this at forty-seven, some books mm. are offering forty-eight and a half, and then there's you know various numbers in between those two. Um, so yeah, if you're looking to get your over forty-seven, would be the way to go. I think I'll find that and bet the over potentially. I I I, I don't know. I might come to my senses and be like, no, Matt, what are you doing? Are you gonna bet a prime time over? What are you stupid? <laughs> Uh, there's just been too much voodoo as well for this. There's too much primetime under voodoo. Like, that Ravens-Chargers game looked like it was going to go over, and then the primetime voodoo gods basically broke uh, Burrow's wrist so that it didn't have. Although it, it did end up going over because I think the I think the second Gus Edwards touchdown put it over. But the primetime voodoo gods were like, no, we can't let this happen. And then they just they decided to take the wrist of Joe Burrow, which unfortunately, I, I mean, I would have advised against that even though I had the under in that game. Anyway. We head to Monday night. The Chicago Bears head to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Uh, Vikings back-to-back primetime games. So a little bit of a short rest type scenario for the Vikings here. Um, Vikings are laying three and a half. Your boys, Bill, laying three and a half. You're getting the hook. The um, Dobbs, you know, he was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, he was, he was all right. Made some passes. The, the, the touchdown, uh, the, the one touchdown pass that he threw, I thought was a little bit lucky. He kind of, he kind of got lucky when the, the, uh, the Ravens guy couldn't fully take him down. And then he was able to make that nice little improvised lob pass to the point where Collinsworth to the, oh, oh, Bill, didn't he look like Patrick Mahomes out there? I mean, come on. I mean, I didn't want to say it, but I'm going to say it now anyway. He looked like Mahomes. It was crazy. Um, uh, you know, if it wasn't for that Madison fumble and 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 the Sutton touchdown, Craig was a bit like, oh, whew, kind of got a, got away with one there, right? Like, because that was a floater. Um, Bears look good uh, against the Lions, obviously, with the Lions. It's just, th- this should be a fun game with two ru- uh, running quarterbacks. Um, that said... I see this as a three-point game, Billy. I still think your Vikings are going to win this, but I, I see this as a three-point game. I, I, so I, I want to take the points with the three and a half. Uh, I see I see the Vikings winning this on like a last-second field goal or something. So I'm 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 t- I'm taking the three and a half with the with the Bears, but I do believe your Vikings are going to win. Billy, what do you think? Your boys lay in the hook. I think I'm tired of these last-minute field goals to win games. I, I I wouldn't mind them just straight up beating a team. Um. I, I like them, though. I, I think the Bears are bad. They're coming into Minnesota. Um, Minnesota, like, Dobbs did not play terribly last week. The turnovers killed them, obviously. But mm. I, I think Minnesota has looked good with Dobbs. There's no reason not to, to think so. And Chicago has looked terrible. I think you're getting some extra points here. I think take Minnesota. All right. Uh, yeah, they look frisky. All right, Craig, tiebreaker on this one. Vikings laying the hook. Bears got three interceptions this past week. They lost the game anyway. Uh, Vikings got uh, turned the ball over four times and barely lost. 
I, I just feel like we're riding a little too high with the Bears, even though they lost against Detroit, and maybe riding a little too low with the Vikings. I think the Vikings cover this one. Uh, give me Minnesota. They're going to be one of my five. Oh, all right. Okay, uh, so that's it for the discussions. Before we get into our five, uh, gentlemen, we, by the skin of our ever-so-teeth, survived taking the Detroit Lions in Week 11. And I remembered lamenting about the fact that a bunch of people got to take Washington last week. Well, a bunch of people did take Washington last week. And, uh, yeah, they gone. That's the end of them. Yeah, um, I'm staring at two games here. Uh... I'm staring at the Vikings, who we just mentioned, on Monday night. 18. God, I hate taking the Island games, though, for the Survivor. It's it's too much. And if we really wanted to knuckle down on this one, because it's week 12, so this is where, like, the fact that we're here, the fact that it looked as pretty as it did, I think, for the first 11 weeks, aside from week 11 there. So let's say for the first 10 weeks, it kind of looked as pretty pretty there. Um this is when we get down to it. The other team I'm staring at are the Tennessee Titans at home against uh, the worst team in the National Football League. Um, and if the Patriots were at home, we'd have to look at the Patriots, but we're not taking Mac Jones on the road in fucking Survivor. Uh, so unless I hear anything from other you guys, hey, I think that some people learned the hard way last week. You don't go against Tommy DeVito in Survivor. <laughs> Yeah, yep. it's true. You sure don't. Were they at home last week? Yeah, the Commanders were at home too. Yeah, so yeah. you don't, yeah, you don't yeah. go against Tommy DeVito. The Giants Survivor. swept the Commanders this season. <laughs> oh man, that's terrible. Um, yeah, what do you say, gentlemen? I, I'm staring at the Titans and 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 the Vikings. I think it's Billy. Vikings. All right, so you're you're officially voting Vikings, Billy. What do you think? Vikings. Vikings. All right, there we go. It's in Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. Wow, can't believe I just wrote that down. Um, yeah, so we're picking on the Chicago Bears for the second week in a row. Hopefully they don't give us as much of a scare as they did last week because, good God, that was a scary meatball that enjoyable. happened there. That was not enjoyable. All right, uh, Bill, uh, I think you had the best record last week. Uh, yeah, you did. You went 2-2-1. Uh, two, two and one. Craig and I both went 2-3, and three, unfortunately. Uh, so, Billy, uh, week 12, who you got? Alrighty, I will take the Jets. Okay. The I will Jets take the Texans. <laughs> Taking the Raiders. Take the mm-hmm. Eagles. And the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Craig, a week 12, who are you thinking? Lions. Okay. Commanders. Texans. Buccaneers. And uh, I went back and forth on, uh, but I'm going to say the Vikings. Okay, uh, make it a clean sweep for Houston. Uh, Texans are one of five. Uh, I'm going Cleveland. Sorry, Craig. Uh, good Lord, am I about to do this? Uh, 
the Chargers. Give me the plus three and a half. So I, I guess I'm, I'm fading Billy on that one. Give me the Giants. Give me Tommy DeVito oh my as God. number five. The three and a half point home favorites. Mac Jones laying three and a half on the road. And uh, I'm going to join Billy with the with the loss uh, with the with the Vegas Raiders. So Texans again. This is card subject to change. I may bail on that Giants pick because uh, I gotta tell you the Bucks getting the two the plus two and a half is looking a bit juicier to me. But for now, Texans, Browns, Chargers, Giants, Raiders uh, for Matt Pierce. Uh, that's it for this one. Crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe five stars only. We're also on every podcatcher that should be out there. And if we're not, email us at contact at the crossoverpodcast.com and let us know and we'll get on whatever podcatcher that we're currently not on. And uh, yeah, and as always, you don't have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Um, this will be the second podcast of the week. Uh, we uh, released one earlier uh, today or probably yesterday from when you're uh, listening to this. Um, we uh, Rob came on and we finally got around to reviewing the Marvels and getting caught up on the MCU and a lot of the, a lot of the nerd news that was going on in the world uh these days and just the current state of the mcu in general so that that was a lot of fun uh talk, talking about that flick um we'll be back next week uh breaking down thanksgiving day uh weekend and whatnot in the states and the first ever black friday game in week 13 and hopefully we've all got something to celebrate i think uh bill craig as always great doing this with you couldn't have been more fun take care everybody and uh we'll talk to you next time on the crossover podcast Thank <laughs> you.